Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and alongside me, but not really, is Dairy Field head coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm alongside you in spirit. Yeah, there as we always. go. Yes. <laughs> uh, doing good, man. As I as I told you, I got a little stir crazy today, and I got that desperate for physical activity and sunshine that I went and, and mowed my lawn today. So yeah, new homeowner and uh, hasn't worn off yet. I'm still enjoying <laughs> mowing the lawn, but. Well, if you're, yeah, we'll, in, see, we'll see when it gets 90 degrees out. I was going to say, if you're in, still enjoying more and mowing the lawn, mine could use it too. So, uh, <laughs> if you're free tomorrow, it's uh, funny. I've had that offer a couple times so far. <laughs> uh, you know, in case you've missed the show the last couple of weeks, uh, shame on you. No, just, I'm just kidding about that. I'm sure there's a good reason. Uh, but what we've been doing is uh, talking to a couple coaches. So this week we will be joined by two coaches. Uh, joining us uh, tonight, we'll have uh, Sean Houlihan, the boys lacrosse coach at St. Thomas out in Dover. And first-year Portsmouth girls lacrosse head coach uh, JoJo Caro will also be joining us. Uh, as Excited, always, a little Seaco, little Seaco flavor yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that when we were setting this up. But yeah, we're um, giving a little extra love to the uh, the Seacoast teams. Beautiful, beautiful day like today. It's feeling feeling more and more like summer. Maybe there was a little, a little chill in the air, but it made me made me think, man. I want to get back out to the beach as things are reopening here. But you know, can't can't rush it too soon. No, but yeah, no. it'll be nice. Oh, today would have been a ter- would have been a, well not a terrible beach day, but a terrible day to go in the water. Today would not uh, <laughs> get in the water kind of day. Uh, and as always, you can send us uh, questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. You can listen to the lacrosse show every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. And I also want to mention, uh, as we have the last couple weeks, uh, you can uh, still reserve your senior pages, uh, something that I, I'm putting together uh, for the senior class this year, a uh, special page that's going to, you know, we'll email to you in a PDF format. Also is going to go in this year's uh, lacrosse yearbook, uh, just kind of focusing on the kids that, that are missing out on their last year of high school lacrosse. You can find out more about that uh, by going to nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, either click on the Senior Pages tab at the top of the homepage or that top story in the Right Now section. Uh, that also can give you more information. You want to uh, we're gonna hurry up on this. I don't want to say that these things are going like toilet paper and hand sanitizer, but they, they, they might be. But they are. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we, we were talking, um, beforehand, um, you know, a little bit about, uh, an interesting story again, that was in the, in the Seacoast papers, um, this past week about, uh, coaches stipends. And, um, you know, it, of course you're, you're kind of seeing both ends of this, I would imagine as a coach and as an AD, um, you know, and the story was that a lot of the, the schools out on the Seacoast, um, are not going to be. Um, paying any of those uh, just what did you what have you heard and what have you seen from from what's going on with this stuff yeah it, it was really disappointing to see I mean I know every I don't want to speak you know I just you don't know what every individual town and, and taxpayer base you know what they're going through and and what reasons there are behind the decisions they make but um, you know I thought it was a little misleading in the article saying that hardly any schools in the state were paying that with it's it's not really accurate. I'm not sure where they got that information from. I, I would actually tell you that the majority of the schools in the state are paying at least something. I think the minimum that most schools are paying is 25% with some schools. Like I, I know, for instance, Pinkerton and I believe Timberlane are paying 100% of their coaches. And I know there's other schools out there that are as well. And again, like I said, there, there's different reasons why schools can pay a certain amount. Um, 
you know, luckily in my situation, I was able to pay my coaches this spring, but I don't have a school board. I just, I have, I have a couple, you know, I have a, a headmaster and, and two, uh, you know, the head of the upper school and the middle school to try and convince. And it was a much easier sell on my part, especially when, when I'm in close contact with my coaches and I know what they're doing and how hard they're working to try and keep the season, you know, somewhat normal for the kids as normal as it can be this time of year. And I, I guess that's what I took out of the article that was most disappointing to me is I, and we're going to speak to two coaches who are still working with their kids today. And, and basically they're doing it for free now and because they love the sport and because they love, you know, the program and, and what they get back from it. So I guess that that was what was disappointing to me is that they couldn't find a way to at least do something to honor the work that most of these coaches had put in. Um, you know, I know both Sean and Jojo that we're going to speak to today are, are very active with their kids year round. And, and it's not a, a March to June job for them. And, um, you know, it would have been nice if they had found a way to 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 been able to to show them a little love. Yeah, my my feeling was, that, I mean, how I don't know how you can look at any any high school sport these days and, and say that it is March, to, you know, spring sport, March to June or or fall sport, August to, to November or, or October or wherever your senior season goes. I mean, if you want to be, I mean, I know, I know high school sports, we're learning lessons and we're doing other things, but you want to win too. You want to be competitive um, to a certain degree. And, and if you're not, you know, if we, we may all hate it that, that some kids are, are playing certain sports year round and not being multi-sport athletes or whatever. And even if they are, they're still, you know, they're still working on their craft in, in the off season um, when they're not doing other sports. So it, that was a little, little disappointing, you know, is it, it, it the expectation you know, of, of maybe it only, you know, oh, it's only a couple months. It really isn't. Uh, well, and then, and then the school board will be the first one to, to get angry at those coaches and fire them when their team isn't doing well right, enough or yeah. they're not spending enough time helping the kids get recruited or, you know, a parent, parent complains that, that, you know, there's not enough skill work being done, right? That, that stuff takes a lot of time and planning and it's not, you don't do that from March to June. And I, and, and I understand that the school board's in a tough, tough situation perception wise, you know, there, there are people out there that have lost their jobs that have nothing. And then you're essentially saying that you're going to pay coaches in quotes for not doing their job, but they really are during the spring. And it's the same thing. You know, there's a lot of school districts where teachers are still teaching right now, but essentially they're getting up, they're posting stuff online and then they're grading papers and that's really it. And they're not really teaching classes right now. You know, and it's sort of a similar parallel to what our coach is doing. It's, it's just as hard, you know, to try and keep those things going. It may, it may even be harder. Um, it may be hard. I would definitely say it's harder. I think you're going to talk when you talk to Sean. I spoke to him a little bit earlier today when we we were prepping for the show, and he was telling me it has. It's been really difficult to to keep the kids engaged, and um, you know I I'm experiencing it firsthand. And um, I think on one hand it's going to make me a better coach in the long run because I'm having to be more creative than I've ever been before. Um, but again, it's a lot of work for you know for basically the love of the game right now. Um, you know, the question I'll leave you with is what happens to that money? Where right, does it go? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, that money was already there. It was earmarked. It's, it's in the budget. It's, it's available. So does that money roll over to next year? Like are the coaches going to get raises next year? I doubt it. They should, well, but you know, so where does that taxpayer money go with that? That's, of, if I was a taxpayer in those towns, that's what I want to know. That's what I'd want to know. What are you doing with that money at that point? Well, I, yeah, I forget. Maybe they have. Forget, maybe they've said what they're doing with it. I forget which um, which athletic director it was, but I, I rem there was one of them was quoted in that story as saying that the um, or maybe it was a superintendent. I, I don't want to. I, I don't remember uh, who it was. Um, said something about the money going back to the taxpayers, 
um, that they were well, ha- happy I, to give money back to the taxpayers. But I mean, that's that sounds great. Um, and, but how and, much really is that? Yeah, Five yeah. bucks, you know? Like, I mean, that's that's when you when you think about the tax base, that sounds great in, in theory, but. You know, what is the actual check that someone's going to get back at that point? It's always that same debate that I have with people when they talk about not wanting to put in a turf field in town. Right. And when you look at the line item of what that would actually do to your tax bill every year, it comes right, down to, yeah. you know, you know, an extra yeah. an extra one night of not going out to dinner a year or something. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's very short sighted, in, in my opinion, to think that way. But, well, you, you know, also... I, I don't know. Maybe there is maybe there are real savings and maybe there are there is real money that's going back to people and. I guess that would be that would be fine too. I'm just I'm sad for my fellow coaches right, right now. That's you know, all. maybe maybe I'm just I'm not I'm not well enough informed on this too. But you also I I mean they're not spending money on buses or gas to get these teams to games. Can, and that, can that was, money go back to the taxpayers? And that was one of my big that was one of my big arguments to uh, you know my head of school and in the, um, the principals was that you know. We aren't paying refs. We are not paying for transportation or fuel. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things. You know, we're going to have savings in the fact that we're using we we aren't using any lacrosse balls or baseballs or you know the cones or anything else that we've ordered for this year, and that you know we're not going to have to order them for next year, or we're going to order a lot less of them. You know, so um, it, you know we there there is that money there is that money available there. Again, I'm in a different situation. I'm in a private school and and not a public school, and I'm sure money's distributed a little bit differently in budgets, but, um, you know, I, I think you're right. The case can be made for that at, uh, at just about any, any program, any school. All right. Before we go, we go too far off on this. Uh, let's, let's, uh, cause I think we could probably, we could probably spend a good half hour talking about this, just this. We could, but I think it's a great, <laughs> I think it's a great segue into two coaches who I believe neither, uh, actually, well, that'll be interesting to ask Sean. I think yes. actually Sean might be at a school I think St. Thomas is actually paying their coaches 100% of their salary. I hope I didn't misquote that, but I believe they are one. <laughs> well, and then on the other spectrum, I think you have, you have JoJo at, at Portsmouth who may not be receiving anything. It'd be interesting to see if that's affected either one of them uh, in our interviews. Well, let's uh, let's find out. Let's bring in uh, Sean Houlihan, the uh, St. Thomas boys lacrosse coach. And Sean, how are you doing today? Not bad, Joe. Thanks for. Uh reaching out and uh, asking me to come on the show yeah thanks for joining us uh we're we were talking earlier we've got a a a seaco special uh for tonight with you joining us and then and then jojo carroll uh the uh new girls lacrosse coach out at portsmouth so kind of a different uh different flavor here for the podcast i kind of like it nice i like it too <laughs> you know so we're um, saying it would have been, been a nice day to be out at the oh, beach yeah, today yeah out there. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um you know so obviously uh we're kind of what uh over two months, I think, since anything's really happened, um, you know, almost a month now since the season got uh, canceled. Um, just what are you trying to do or what have you been up to with um, trying to stay in touch with your guys and, and keep them kind of focused? Well, it's it's tough. So obviously I, I don't work at the, in the at the school, so I don't have any like, frequent contact with the boys. But you know, we've been doing Zoom calls every couple of weeks uh, just to check in everybody, see how they're doing. Um, you know, we've done what pretty much every other coach out there has been doing is, you know, provide them some workout plans if they have the time. Well, if they have the time, I guess, probably wrong, <laughs> wrong phrase, but, you know, if they have the desire to get out there and, you know, stay active and, um, you know, just small touch points. You know, unfortunately, there's just, there's just not a lot to, to grab onto with the season the way it, it turned out. So, you know, Sean, I, 
you know, when we had spoke earlier today, you said, you know, you were, you were really excited about this team and, and it's, it's sad that they're not getting to play, but so what, what were you really excited about? Who were some of the kids you said you had mentioned you had a really strong senior group. Um, you know, one of the themes of what we've been doing this spring is kind of, you know, talking about just the good memories you've had with your team. What, what were you looking forward to most with this team? Who's going to stand out for you? Yeah, I was excited. You know, I know you and I had been joking over the course of the preseason about, uh, you know, one of our, our colossal matches in the last couple of years. And I, was, I felt like I was going to give you a good run for the money this year again. You always do. Is this you know, the we, we annual were... uh, annual quarterfinal uh, yeah, game of the first, the first Saturday in June? Yeah, just just to give Chris a little bit of extra gray hair you know, as he heads into playoffs. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I was really excited for this year. You know, across the board, we were going to be pretty balanced. You know, last year we were we were pretty young and we had a lot of success. Uh, you know, we were coming in with eight seniors. Um, you know, and spread out across the field. So some strong attack, leadership, midfield, um, you know, Peter Schultz in goal, you know, to yeah. help us lock it down. Uh, you know, Brendan Tercelo, he's, he's going off to play, <coughs> excuse me, he's going to play in Clarkson. So, you know, he's a talented player, uh, but we were pretty balanced from the, the senior perspective. Uh, you know, we're, we're a little light in the middle. You know, we don't have too many juniors or, or sophomores, but we had a huge freshman class this year uh, most of which uh, you know either played for me with hooligans or played with the tomahawks so a lot of experience coming in as freshmen that I was looking to balance out with these the senior class um, yeah I was excited I, I was really looking forward to the season no, it's, you know we had talked earlier that is that is the, the sad part about this season is you know not only do you, do you lose your seniors last run but you lose that your development with your with your freshmen and you lose that chance to to not only help them develop physically on the field but just building chemistry with their teammates uh building trust with you as a coach you know that is i know i i'm wondering how the landscape of the league is going to look next year i I feel like especially in division two there were a lot of great senior classes this year and it could be it could be a really strange year next year uh just sort of a lot of i'm thinking there could be a lot of upsets early in the season and just you know teams figuring them yeah you're right i mean there, there there are a lot of you know senior heavy teams out there um this year and you know like we talked about i think i think there is a missed opportunity here for some of these freshmen you know that don't play outside of the the normal season you know the last lacrosse they played was in the spring of was that 2019 you know um so there's a lot of development that they missed out on just from, you know, even the game, just coming from a town program into a high school program. Um, you know, all the coaches in division two are, you know, are great coaches. So it, it's a step above from a coaching perspective, obviously playing against kids that could be three, four years older than you. Um, you know, there's an athleticism part to that. It's an eye opening experience and all those kids missed out on it. So it'll be, it will be interesting next year. Yeah, I know. I know our, our buddies on the seacoast there, Chad over at Portsmouth and Pat over at Winnicott. They were really looking forward to this year too. They had really nice senior classes there too. And uh, yeah. you know, again, you guys have a great program. They have great programs. Like it'll be fine, but it is. It's going to be an interesting year next year, getting those freshmen and sophomores up to speed that maybe didn't, you know, either didn't get a chance to play this year or you know, as sophomore or as freshmen last year didn't play a lot for us last year. So, right, interesting. But you know, sort of building off that theme. 
what have, what have you heard for the summer? What are your, you know, being part of the, you know, being the owner of the hooligans and everything. What do you have tentative plans right now? Have you heard anything from Sununu? What's, you know, if things do go well, what, what do you have available for kids this summer to get some of that experience? Yeah. So, so we have, um, you know, we're lucky enough that we, we have a close relationship with Seacoast United, uh, which has basically gotten us a, a seat at the task force uh, table. Um, so I have a representative that works for me for hooligans, uh, Chris Ketchum, who's been out there attending those meetings, working with Seacoast United and coming up with every contingency plan, you know, imaginable based upon when things can start up, you know, just this week, I think there, there's some hints at, you know, potentially uh, that first week of June, you might be able to get like groups of 10 out there, but you still have to maintain your social distancing. Now, how does that play in the lacrosse world? You know, we're a contact sport. So, you know, you really, you can't practice per se, you know, because you have to maintain that distance. Um, you know, the running joke out there is give everybody a defensive pole. You know, there's your six feet. <laughs> there you go. You know, but, you know, we're looking at, you know, some skills uh, sessions. You know, you should be able to maintain social distancing for that. Uh, again, none of this is, is set in stone, but, you know, the high level, and you look at July where they, they feel like you might be able to get more kids out on a field. But, I, you know, again, I think the social distancing is going to remain throughout most of the summer. And that's going to have a huge impact on on all the, the programs out there that try to bring them across to kids, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Jim Astorita earlier from the, from the New Hampshire Sportsplex over in Bedford. And he was saying the same thing. It's, you know, unless unless they ease up on the social distancing, it's going to be really difficult to play any type of contact sport, whether you say it's minimal contact or full contact or whatever you want, you're still going to be within breathing distance of somebody. So it's going to be, it's going to be very difficult with that, but I agree with you. I think, I think skills and drills are definitely something we can look forward to this summer and something that can be safely done social distancing wise. Um, you know, especially if people use common sense, you know, you stay away, you wear a mask, you wash your hands afterwards. I definitely think we, we've got to get creative. I mean, some of these things have to come back eventually. So I, I, I think so. I think we can do it. Yeah. I think depending on how things, you know, if, if we're lucky enough that things loosen up enough, you know, we've, we've been kicking around the idea of, you know, I've had I've had conversations with Chris, um, you know, Cameron, you know, because we're in the same boat, basically. Mm -hmm. But, you know, could you do small sided leagues? You know, if they if they do relax the social distancing a little bit, you know, five on five type stuff. Um, yeah. Just to get that, that level of competition that I think you know a lot of kids are looking for. Um, that's my biggest concern and feedback I've heard from some of our parents is, you know, maybe more the parents and maybe even the kids they're, they're looking for that, that level of competition. And I don't know how much of that we're going to be able to get, you know, I, I agree. I think we're definitely going to be able to do skills and drills and make kids better because that's easy enough to, to maintain space. But as soon as you get into, you know, you can't even do four V four, you know, that's too many people in one space. <laughs> you know, well, you can do you can do skeleton you can do skeleton, but you can't. You, I mean, how do you defend? So you can't you can't defend right. someone with social distance, <laughs> right? So, exactly. You know, exactly. It's, uh, that that that's the difficult part of any competitive sport. I mean, you certainly could do, like you said, you certainly can do skills and drills. You certainly could skeleton through stuff and and continue to teach. But you're right. You know, at the end of the day, kids, especially the younger kids, they want to play. They want to get out and play. And and that's. I guess as a, as a coach, that's what I worry about the most is it, it would be really difficult to maintain social distancing because kids are, they're naturally social. They're going to want to get out. 
And once they get around their friends, they just, they're, they're naturally going to want to hang out and, and do stuff. And so that, that, that's going to be really difficult, but I, I'm willing to give it a shot. I, you know, um, I think we all are. Well, you know, from... Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to do whatever, whatever we can to, to bring lacrosse to, to the kids in the New Hampshire area, you know, Northern Mass and Southern Maine. It's, it's, I think the, the hinge point is really going to be that social distancing and, and how much or how little we can do with that. You know, from, from a lot of the stuff that I've been reading, I don't know how it pertains to, to sports or athletics or, or just even going out and taking a run. Um, but, the, you know, the masks, uh, you know, as, as, as much as it's been polarizing out there, you know, with, with a, or a polarizing subject, I mean, that really sounds like it's something that is going to make a big difference. I mean, is that yeah. you guys, again, would know better than I would. Is that feasible to, to play a sport, you know, while wearing, you know, something over your mouth? I have my own thoughts. I'll let Sean go first. <laughs> no, I, I, I have. I've been thinking about this. I, I don't I don't think like wearing a traditional mask that, you, that you'd see on TV, you know, or, or in the news today would make playing, um, you know, an easy an easy task. You know, something I was joking with somebody before was, you know, the on the boy side, at least, you know, you used to you know, kids try to wear the visors all the time. And, you know, they're always illegal and, oh, I need a doctor's note. And there's always this like turmoil on it. But, you know, I think there's potential there from the boys side, at least, that maybe you could create some sort of visor to limit the, oh, yeah. Yeah. the breaths and stuff that coming off the mask, you know, just to minimize, it's not going to, you know, eliminate it, but it could reduce it potentially. Yeah. But then what do you do with other, on the girl's side? You know, it's, you know, we, we do boys and girls across at Hooligan. So it's, it's you know, we just got to keep everything in mind. And it's just, it's just a really tough situation. Yeah, I mean, I think that a clear mask would be a simple. Again, I don't, I don't know that it would eliminate the risk enough, but it would be a simple fix for both football and boys lacrosse, and maybe yeah. even ice hockey. But like, exactly, what do you do for soccer, cross country, uh, you know, these other sports where you're not traditionally to ask them to put a cloth mask over their mouth, like in a, right. in a cardio sport? There, there's no way. Like, I, I don't see how that would work. And, you know, the, the medical masks, the, um, what are they, N95s or whatever, those are in short supply anyway. We can't get enough of those right now. So, you know, right. I, I don't think that's a viable solution for, for playing right now. I, I totally agree. I think whatever, whatever it is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a lot different for uh, some stretch of time. Um, yeah, just hope that we can figure out what, what that's going to look like soon. You know, I, I think our best, our honest best hope is that we continue to do what we're supposed to do social distancing wise. The cases continue to drop. It does go, it does go way down and almost, you know, eliminate from the population. And then we get, you know, the, the clinical trials. I, I was listening the other day, you know, supposedly they have seven or eight vaccines in production that they're really excited about. And, you know, they're ramping up potential production of those. And if they do prove, and then we also have cases that are really low then maybe the risk is low enough that we can we can go ahead and do you know have fall sports and and not worry that you know this is going to come roaring back but no matter how we do it until we do have a vaccine i think people are going to have to live with the fact that there there is some risk available there and are we okay with that that'll be an interesting uh you know moral dilemma for for the different states and populations in the coming months um yeah, it's going to be huge. And I, I think there is going to be a, a sprinkling of, of new ideas and new ways to approach the game for, for any sport. And I think everybody's already looking at it differently of how could we do this if we had to or what are changes we could make, make the game more safe in that respect. So 
you know, I think it's going to be a little bit of everything because I, I don't, I don't see us anytime quickly getting back to where we were, you know, this time last year. All right. Well, we did. No, you've already said. Uh, what about you know handshakes at the end of games, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Going fist bump, gloves on, fist bumps. You know, what are we? Are we, are we gonna are we gonna line up like uh, you know other countries and, and do a bow at the end? You know, there's all kinds of different ideas out there. But I, like I said, I think you know from the teaching world, there are a lot of creative ideas coming out. And and I agree with you, Sean, that I think it is long term. Right now, as painful as it is, I do think it's going to make us better coaches, and and it will improve the game in the long run because we are we're having to be really creative right now. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, we've been we've been serious now here for quite a few minutes. I think it's time for, for some of Coach's fun questions uh, to wrap this stuff wrap this up. Uh, so, Chris, take take it away. Well, first, I, I want to give you a chance. You know, uh, before before we do the super fun questions, I want to I want to give you a chance to maybe talk about some of the some of the seniors that have meant a lot to your program, guys uh, guys you might want to talk about you mentioned a few names earlier but just uh you know a chance to maybe publicly either thank them or highlight some of the stuff that they've done for for you guys um just over the years Any, anybody in particular you'd, you'd like to, to mention uh, actually i mean there's there's eight of them all all eight of these seniors and I, i'd like to list their names just because Absolutely. you know some of them some of them have been staples in the program for all four years uh some have grown within the program to add value where they can and have grown as lacrosse players. Um, but yeah, let me run through this real quick. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Barnes, uh, attack, uh, Aaron Broom, midi, uh, defensive midi. He was all state last year for the D midi, uh, Stone Compton, uh, Aiden Falstich defense, Ryan Pottier, uh, midi, Peter Schultz, goalie, uh, Eric Sigerson defense, and then Brendan Tersolo, uh, midfield. Uh, all great kids that I've had the pleasure of coaching for the last uh, four years. And um, and I wish them the best of luck in their next endeavors. That's great. You just, you just confirmed my scouting report there. I'm glad I was ready to go for this. In all seriousness, coach, that's uh that's a, that's a great group of kids there. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, a bunch of kids that have given me fits and other people fits over the years and uh, certainly going to miss those guys. Um, any, anybody, so now we'll do some questions here. We'll have, we'll have a little bit of fun here. Uh, thinking in terms of, you know, you're all quarantined right now, you know, who would be, who'd be the leader of the crazy haircuts? If you were, if you're doing haircuts this year, who would be the, who'd be the guy that'd be giving the crazy haircuts? Uh, like who'd be, who'd have the craziest hair? Or who'd be you could go, you could go crazy. Who would have the craziest hair? And then maybe who'd be trying to get everybody else to, to, to get the crazy haircuts too. I would, I would say, Hmm. That's an interesting question. Uh, I would probably say Aiden Falstich would probably be the craziest hair. Okay. With a close following by Matt Barnes. I bet they, they long, they long hair guys. They they I, cut it short. What do they What do they go with? I, I could see a lot of flow coming off those two guys. Is my guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, so, you know, over the years, you know, Coach Hatler brought the music to your field. You didn't like it. You went out. You got you got yourself a big boombox. <laughs> who, who's the entertainer? Who's bringing, who's bringing the music? Who's, who's entertaining everybody? I would say uh, Aaron Broom. You know, I, I could see him and uh, probably Ryan Pottier together out there, you know, egging your guys on with the music. Oh yeah. Is it a coach approved mix? Like, are these, are these like, does this, are you, do you like, I'm sure they're all school approved, but like, is this, is this is coach into the music or, or the, or are we gotten too old? I, I don't know if we're too old. I, I think, uh, you know, my music is, 
Yeah, I think I think they're just coming around to it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that old school rap is making a comeback, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's that's what I like to hear. Yeah. And I th- you know what, Coach? I think you hit it there. I think it is. I definitely I definitely think that that late eighties, nineties, like I think it's I think it's coming back. I think we can yeah. get there. Well, we'll get. Hey, they're, they're they're all going for short shorts now too for some unknown reason. But <laughs> that's not a good look. That's not a good look for Coach Hetler. I don't know about Coach Willian, but it's not not a good look for me. So I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't stick around too long on my on my ends. I so. I agree. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a good look for me. I got great I got great legs. I could do the short shorts. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris, I went out I went out and bought a nice uh good old Irish suit to wear for our game so that you could have had matching uh, pants out there. You know, to <laughs> oh, did you? Did you? I yeah. saw, I saw your, for, for the listeners that don't know, I saw your post uh, with your full hooligan gear there, your full <laughs> leprechaun outfit. That, that was, that was pretty good. That was intense. That was, that was my you got plan. a different, you got a different one? No, that was the plan that's, to come marching down the stairs and uh, be wearing the leprechaun outfit to, you know. Okay. That would, Go against that would have been good. That would have been good. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I got a brand new pair of pants sitting sitting in the closet right now. We'll be ready for next year. Well, like the next like year. the uh, like the balls and the cones. That's one thing you don't have to you don't have to worry about next year. Now you've got the pants exactly. already picked out. Yeah, but now now I got to worry about staying in shape so I fit into them <laughs> next year. So that's the you know that'll be the challenge. That'll be that'll be the driving force. You got to fit into the pants next year. So exactly. Uh, All right. Well, well coach, you great wanna, talking to you. Yes, thanks again, Sean, for joining us. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. And then, um, yeah, stay safe, and then we'll see each other soon enough, I think. All right. He is, uh, he is Sean Houlihan, St. Thomas Boys Lacrosse coach. And now I want to bring in our second guest of the night. Uh, it's Portsmouth Girls Lacrosse coach, uh, Jojo Kiro. Jojo, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, hanging in there as much as I can, I, which I imagine you're doing the same as well. It's kind of a, a weird spot, and I, I imagine it's even weirder for you uh, being a you know, first-year varsity head coach you probably spent you you were hired what almost right after the end of last season so you've had almost a full year to kind of get ready for this and then then it doesn't end up happening just what has it been like for you um this past year um well recently it's been nothing like i ever expected but um the past year it's been pretty crazy i mean i saw that the um, position was opening um and I applied right away and I think that night I got the position so it happened very quickly and then since it the season just ended there was kind of like a lull for a while um just because it was a summer season um and then once the fall kind of hit up I started we started been in contact with a lot of the assistant coaches and the JV coach and a lot of parents um and it's just been like kind of constant communication ever since then just trying to plan for the season that never happened so it was a lot of planning, but I kind of think of it now that I'm pre-planned for next year. So, <clears throat> so coach, I'm pretty ready. That was one of our themes earlier. Coach, sorry again, Chris Hetler here. Yeah, hi. Um, we were uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how we had read recently. Is it is it correct that you guys are not being paid for the spring here? We are not. No. Yeah. And, and I was saying that was really disappointing because I think you you illustrated it quite well that. You know, it's not just a March through June job. It's, you know, it's year round if you're doing it right. You know, you, you have a great program there and, and, you know, you came in as a new coach wanting to get things off on the right foot and build on the tradition that was there. And you put in a lot of time for that. So, again, I wanted to reach out and give you my sympathy as, uh, as a fellow coach and let you know that, you know, we just I saw that article and I was really disappointed for you um, there. 
but yeah yeah i think that was like definitely a bummer but obviously like with what's going on you kind of have to see the big picture of it and just kind of take it for what it is and keep going well you're you're a good person for having that attitude about it uh, you know with with that being said um you know are you still in touch with the girls are you still able to do things are you are you planning for next year like what's going on with the program right now yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, an odd time to really think about planning as like a group because you can't get together. Um, but I've been in contact with the co- um, with the assistant coaches and I've been in contact with the captains. Um, and we recently just started up um, a Portsmouth High School Girls Instagram page where we're going to be doing like weekly challenges and or weekly activities just to keep the program connected. Um, and I'm hoping that it's hopefully sometime this summer if things open up that maybe we can do some like pickup or just like open to all just to get some sticks in our hands. Um, just cause I, everything kind of just came to a halt and there wasn't much time to like really react. And just cause all the rules weren't really put in place yet. So I didn't know what I could and I could not do. Um, so as much as I dislike social me- media, it's been kind of a blessing right now just to stay connected with them. You know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, we'll have some people listening who, who recognize your name, you know, not from, from being the new Portsmouth head coach, but from playing at Sauhegan and, and UNH. Um, you know, mm-hmm. to be um, kind of, you know, that program, the Sauhegan program, was a successful one while you were there. Uh, you guys what, won, a, won a championship. Your, it was your senior year, correct? Yeah, my senior year. Senior we year. were undefeated, yeah, undefeated champions. championships. It was um, awesome. <laughs> you know, to – to kind of now take over a program too that's had a lot of success. I mean, just kind of getting back into to the high school game too, at, as at the coaching level. I mean, just how does that kind of um, you know was it something that you always had looked for, uh, and just what's it kind of been like reintroducing yourself to to kind of some of this um, the high school uh, game, I guess. Yeah, well, I think I never really left the high school game because even when I mean I was coaching or I was playing at UNH, but I was still coaching for Grant State Elite. And I coached high school with them and middle school, and I've been coaching with them since, um, I'd say about 2009, I've been coaching for Grant State Elite. So I think that program has really helped me understand what the high school game really looks like and where kids want to go in the future, just staying up to date with the recent coaching technique, the, or the new coaching techniques and the new rules, especially. I feel like I never really left that game. Um, and I've been, able, I've been, I've had the awesome opportunity to work with other um, coaches at GSC who also coach for high schools. Um, so I've been in constant communication with them too. And we all had the same mindset, just wanting to grow the sport and just wanting to give the girls positive ex- coaching experiences, make sure that they love what they do and that they really, um, really like kind of treasure the game um, and kind of play with that new hampshire like tenacity that like the little chip on your shoulder and to like and to keep that going throughout their careers you know coach we had a we had a similar situation where we we were talking to a a first year head coach who didn't have an opportunity to actually meet her team and kelly santos over at Mm -hmm. legendary and uh you know i was curious what, 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 who have been some of the big influences in your, in your life as an athlete and as a, you know, influence maybe your coaching style. And then, you know, with a program like Portsmouth and the tradition they've had, would you have planned on, you know, changing anything radically this year? Would you have brought, what would you have brought into the, into the team this year? 
Um, for what one for the like, uh, let's see. I'm thinking for my way of coaching. Um, I'm very open to one new ideas. I'm very much of a like a team player. I love working um, through uh, situations that like if it doesn't work this way I want it to go, that's okay. We'll 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 work off of it and it's kind of like that free movement kind of play. Um, I'm not big into setting plays. I'm more into the motion of what a either what a lacrosse like what the attack looks like or what the defense looks like much more of like an open mind field sense kind of player and coach seeing like the big picture of it all. Um, and really capitalizing on each player's strength and trying to utilize that on and off the field, um, making sure that's very much of a team atmosphere. Um, I mean, I know that Portsmouth was a very successful program. Um, and I know Mary did a great job with that team. Um, but I think sometimes, just having a new set of eyes and just some new ideas come in um, really can help grow an athlete. You know, I, Absolutely. I, I feel like, um, you know, we, like we, we talked before we, we were starting here. Uh, I feel like I'm going to know or, or have a good uh, base of knowing the, uh, the Portsmouth team from 2022 and 2023 uh, 2024, because I got the opportunity to see uh, your girls play a lot in the Tomahawks indoor league. It just so happened. It seemed like every time I was there, they had a game, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, you know, was always very impressed with how they played, um, you know, looked like there was a lot of talent out there. And now you're, you're telling us that a lot of those girls are just going to be getting to high school next year, which kind of even more so makes it look, um, make them look, I think in my mind, even better because I thought they were older. Um, yeah, you know, just the great just... thing about Port, yeah, the great thing about Port is they have a great, um, like middle school kind of youth league. Um, they definitely have a lot of skill. We have a lot of skill coming up, which I'm really excited about. Um, I obviously wish I could have had this last year, especially with our seniors that we had, but um, we definitely have some great kids coming up that I'm excited to work with. You know, Coach, I, I don't know if this is a fair question to ask, given given how you know, how new you are to the program, but we've been asking coaches as they've been coming on, you know, are there, are there players that you would highlight that, you know, have meant a lot to the program? Do you feel comfortable enough, um, you know, highlighting some play? It's okay if you don't. Um, um, it to be the chance that there were anybody that you wanted to highlight in the program this year that, that, that are missing out on their season. Yeah, it's hard for me to really um, highlight specific players. Um, but I just know that the senior class as a whole was a very strong senior class. And I think just highlighting each one of them um, is kind of the best the best option right there because I think each one was going to bring a, was it going to be a huge asset to our team. And I think each one of them is going to be a big loss for us. Um, a two two time three time state champions. Three time, yeah. Three time, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. That it really is incredible. I'm, I mean, I feel lucky enough to come into a team that one has as much success, but also is motivated to keep getting better. Um, Every kid I've talked to, they seem like they, no one's really settled. They want to just keep growing and getting better, which that's, that's the only thing a coach can really ask for. You know, I'm big, I'm big into culture building coach. And, you know, so what, what type of things do you hope to continue to do with this team to help continue to build that culture? Maybe add, you had mentioned that, you know, a fresh set of eyes on things, 
maybe it's experiences that you had at Sahegan or UNH. What what type of culture would you would you bring to the team, or are hoping to next year? Yeah, yeah. For next year, I mean, I'm for me personally, like when I think back to my personal experiences being a player and being a coach, it's you, you work hard, you have fun. If you're not having fun, you're not going to be working hard. And right? if you're not working hard, you're not going to have fun. That's kind of my my big motto. Um, I think team build. I'm a, huge into like team building activities, really getting that family kind of atmosphere going um, because you need to be somewhere where you trust everyone on the field. You trust them off the field as well, that it's, if you don't, if you don't feel that, then you're not going to be as successful as you think you can be. Um, so when I, so when I just think back my, like my parents, like, I just think like how much fun I had playing lacrosse, how much I loved my teammates, how much I respected my coach everywhere like I was so just like enamored by the entire sport of lacrosse that that's what I kind of want to care like carry on into the way I coach that that people really care for the sport they care for each other everyone has each other's back what's your best memory of playing lacrosse honestly it's like the friendships because I, I still talk to I'm still friends with my teammates from high school um, I'm still friends with my, co- my college teammates. It's those, the, the friendships you have on the field are like no other friendship you really have. Um, and I think also just when you're also went for my, I say my favorite experience like coaching is when you're working with a kid and they're struggling with a skill or something and you see that moment where they, where it clicks for them and they finally understand it. And they had like that aha moment, just seeing that and knowing that, they've worked so hard to get there and that you were able just to help them get there. It's, it's really a, an awesome accomplishment for them and a great feeling. Totally agree. During this time of quarantine, I've, I've had, you know, the friendships from, from high school, from college, from, from playing in club, like all of those guys like and girls have, have reached out and, you know, it just shows how small and close knit the lacrosse world is. It's, it's a really special group to be a part of. We're all, we're all really lucky. To be yeah, we really group. are. And I feel like now even my college um, teammates, like we're still best friends and they're still keeping me accountable. Like I'm still going out trying to like be my best either like with just my day to day or like working out, you know, there we are constantly like motivating each other just to keep trying or keep like just if if we're stuck on something, we're always there to help each other out through it. Or if I am like, hey, I got this time on my on my run. They're like, oh, you got next time. Like you'll you'll get those like five seconds off or something. Like we still kind of talk to each other, like as if we were on the field and working yeah. through our, our, um, just our like little things. You know, you well, know. coach, we want to, uh, we want, we, we've been trying to end these with some fun, <laughs> with some fun <laughs> questions and yeah. so, Try, trying to keep you know, things you, light uh, and, and happy and, and not, be <laughs> exactly. too, not be too sad when um, we, we end these. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't want to, you know, I know you didn't have a chance to really get to know your kids this year. So we're going to, we're going to change things up a little bit and we're going to give you a chance for your freshmen and, and maybe some of the kids who actually your whole team, since they yeah. didn't get a chance to know you this year. <laughs> um, quick rapid fire questions, hidden talent. What do you got besides lacrosse? What, what's your hidden talent? Mm, juggling. You can juggle. Okay. I can. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, TV series that TV series or movies that you've been binge watching? What do you anything anything good? 
Uh, for TV series, The Office, I will binge watch that every day of every second okay. if I could. Um, for movies, I've been rewatching the Harry Potter um, series. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about uh, favorites? We'll go. We'll go favorite healthy food first. Favorite healthy food: strawberries. Okay. And then, if you got a cheat day, or or you or you're feeling like you need something sweet, what's your what's your what's your guilty pleasure? Ooh. Reese's, if Reese's. I really could. Oh, Reese's, love them. That's a good one. All right. Uh, how about, uh, are you a reader? You, have you read a good book lately? I have. I read a book called Educated um, okay. recently that I really like. Very nice. All right. Uh, Joe, what do you, you got anything for? <laughs> well, I was, I was letting you, you were on a roll. I, you were I on a roll. Yeah. On a roll. <laughs> oh, and I, wait, I, and I seems like I've ruined it now. I've, I've... I, no, there you go. No, you're fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go one last. We'll go one last one here. Uh, coaches go to. And we'll go back to lacrosse here. Coaches go to stick. What would you? What's your? What's your go-to stick? What's your? Oh, head, my goodness. Stringing and shafts. What would you go? What would you go with? So I have my college stick, and I refuse okay. to get a new one. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I wish I remember the name of it, but the Dubier and it's, can't think of it on top of my head. Now that's annoying me. Um, any special stringing with it? Anything you do special to, uh, I, oh, personally, I always wrap my the string to the bottom around my stick three times and I have to have a hair elastic on it. Um, for some reason that was always like a, I don't know. Is that a superstition or does it just make you feel good when you play? Both, I would say. A little bit like of both. It, okay. Yeah. And I do I, I I never touched that hair elastic, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it always stayed on there. I, I, can, um, I can relate to that. I had certain things like that too when I was playing. And it didn't mean that I had to do them, but you felt better when you when when I they felt, did yeah. right. Yeah. And then I know I for anyone who's played with me, they always know that my pocket of my stick is like a tennis racket. I refuse to have an actual pocket in my stick, and that's how I always played. <laughs> I've always said the, the girls' game has a lot more skill than the boys' game. You got to be, you got to have a lot of soft, you got to have some soft hands, and uh, you know it, it does. It takes a lot of skill. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> Well, uh, Jojo, we wanted to uh, want to say thanks again for joining us. Uh, appreciate the time and and the insight on uh, on what's been going on with uh, with Portsmouth Girls Lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, we'll have you back again next year when we've got some when we've got some games to talk about. You know, I, I was excited. You know, Hollis Brookline was going to have a great team this year. Winnicott is always a great matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of lot of good rivalries out there in, in uh, Division Two, and we were looking forward to talking about it. So, just give us look looking forward for something for next year. So. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely had ourselves set up for a good season, but again, we got things forward. And that was JoJo Kiro, the uh, new Portsmouth Girls Lacrosse head coach. Uh, I want to thank her again for joining us. So. Before we wrap up here, uh, we had a couple things we wanted to, to talk about. Uh, first one, though, had nothing to do with high school lacrosse whatsoever. Um, well, not whatsoever. It's uh, professional lacrosse because uh, they made an announcement, what was it last the end of last week or, or middle yeah. of last week about the, um, the PLL? Uh, what does that stand for again? I'm, Premier Lacrosse League, correct? Yep. They are going to it's be all- – Oh, go ahead. They're gonna get. They're gonna get their own. They're they're basically gonna have their own sort of quarantine 
camp and uh, you know sort of quarantine island and you know, almost like the uh, who the, the, what the the MLA, M, 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 A is doing right now how they're getting on they're going to bring all the guys in quarantine them and they're going to run it they're going to run a tournament um, they're going to do a group play from July 25th through August 2nd um, all seven teams are going to play four games each. Uh, it's going to be, they haven't done the matchups yet. It's going to be like a random draw in June. Um, and then from that, they're going to do an elimination round uh, from August 4th through the 9th. And from what I understand, all these games are going to be televised yeah, on NBC yeah. again. Um, you know, it's going to be really cool. It's, it's, it's a great opportunity for like, if, if professional lacrosse is going to take that next step and really, you know, um, its foot in the door and continue to be on TV and get advertisements. This is, this is a big test for them right now to see, uh, to see what the, the, uh, the market will be, who will tune in for it. I think they're going to get a lot of people. I think even I think so this, too. Is, yeah. this is a great opportunity to get the non-traditional lacrosse player or uh, lacrosse viewer involved because there really potentially won't be a lot of other sports going on at this time. Right. You know, yeah. um, I have heard that maybe baseball is coming back and stuff, but still, you know, I think people are going to be so starved for sports. They're going to tune into this. And I really hope they get uh, some really good announcers that, that, you know, aren't too sticky and can really, um, you know, talk about the game and, and help people understand what it is. I hope they don't make it into a big carnival act um, because I think that will, that will do a disservice. I hope they, I hope they let the play on the field do a lot of the speaking for itself. Um, it will be interesting to see, what it'll look like without, but I don't think they're going to have crowds there. So no, it's not. They did say see. that it's, yeah, it's going to be no fans in the stands. I don't think they've determined a location yet. Um, I would imagine that's going to probably be last minute, uh, so to speak, just so they can find a place that's maybe the safest. Um, you know, I, what I found interesting was basically what they're talking about doing is the same rumors that we've heard about with, with you know, baseball, basketball, and, and hockey, that they're going to take a place, quarantine everybody, you know, and 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 um, you're not going to be allowed to leave the the bubble, so to speak, and 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 play these games. And the other sports, I I think, are all kind of backing away from that because the players don't want to do it. Um, you know, which, you know, it's it's I think it's the perfect opportunity. From what I read, you know, they were once it became clear that that things were going to change, and you know, the Olympics were going to get postponed. Um, they kind of jumped on us talking to NBC because you know NBC goes from having all this programming you know, for what, probably a month in the summer. And now, you know, now they need something to fill it with. So yeah, this is a perfect opportunity. I really hope that, uh, that it does well and that a lot of people are able to see, you know, what the sport looks like. Cause I'm sure there's a lot that, that don't know. I think it's a perfect opportunity too, for a place like I, I'm thinking like Disney, Orlando, yeah, you know, they've got, yeah. this, they've got the infrastructure and set up there. You know, I think what makes this doable is it's, it's a finite amount of time. You know, you know, it's only going to be, you know, uh, two or three weeks, Whereas the other sports are talking about a full, you know, schedule, which goes over many months, you know, here, I think for these guys, it's doable to say, you know, plus they're going to get, from what I understand, they're getting paid a full wage. So for them to take two or three weeks during the summer, a lot of these guys had paid vacations anyway, you know, they'd be able to, they'd be able to do that. And then, you know, um, you know, conceivably you could, you could have them in there and other, if you used Orlando and you use Disney, you could have a, a basketball league going on. You could have baseball there. You could have other things going on within that facility and just, you know, lock it down. And all those athletes are there. But like you said, they've got to commit to being there under quarantine during that time. All right. So before we, we wrap up here, we got to do our, our one, uh, one quarantine question of the week. 
And uh, I, I want to pose the one that you've been posing to some coaches. Um, who, who would, you know, if, if we're in a quarantine house, you know, we, we, we are stuck here. <laughs> who, who are you? What, what, what is your role in the house? Oh, boy. I, well, first of all, it depends on if I'm with my team. I don't know if they let me do any. I don't know if they let me do anything. But, uh, you know, I think I think as we've talked about, I think I've got some handyman skills. I think I, I think I could fix some things. I could do some woodworking. Uh, my experience as a science teacher, I think I, I think I could be helping out with any homeschooling that's going on. Um, I've gotten pretty good now with with creating videos and other things we've had to we've had to do online videoing. So I think I could do some maybe some some editing, some things like that. Um, I don't know if people want my taste in music. I, I, I don't I don't know if I'm yeah, I don't know if I'm the entertainer. So I, I've heard some of your your uh, your pregame mixes there. I, I yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's, it's uh, or at least not again, if, if if it's with the kids, then maybe not. But, you know, if it's a depends if, on your mood, I guess. If right. It's a you co- know? Coach's quarantine house. That might be a little different. It might be OK. It might be all right. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm definitely not. I, I definitely would not be the barber right now because I don't think my hair has ever been this long <laughs> in, in the histories of, of Coach Hetler here. So. Um, definitely would not be the barber. That so. kind of makes me wish that we were, were doing this in person. Cause I, I, I would <laughs> like to see that. I, uh, you know, I, I kind of struggled with this question because I, I, you know, like I, I, uh, you know, it depends if, if this is the coach's house, it's one thing. Cause it's grownups. Uh, yep. you know, if it's, if it's, you know, a mix or, or we're, you know, we're with, with players. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I've found, or over the years, I've gotten very good at organizing things. I'm a good organizer, right? You know, things need to be put, good put away somewhere. Um, I'm, you know, like today, I went again, did my grocery shopping, came home, trying to pack up the fridge, and uh, you know, I looked at it first, and I was like, you know, I don't know if all this is gonna fit. I I'll, gotta, I'll tell you right fit. now. Do not discount the the role of the home organizer <laughs> or or cleaner. I, I'm yeah. paying. I'm gonna be paying good money for a house cleaner soon. I think that's a huge role in the house. Don't discount that at all. That would, that would be huge. So there, there's nothing, there, there's nothing worse than living in quarantine in a mess. So <laughs> if you if you've got those skills, that that could be an invaluable skill set that uh, for any quarantine house. So I think that would be a good one. Well, Chris, we made it through another show. We did. Right. I'm looking forward to ones coming up. I think, uh, you know, we've been talking about, possibly uh watching watching some full games maybe going live uh doing some live video over zoom uh you know i think what we've talked about watching the the pinkerton bg championship uh talking about the the portsmouth winnicott playoff game from last year possibly still still a lot of that in the works but yeah yeah but you know something something maybe for the uh the listeners to look forward to and uh no matter what we'll be back next week with with some with some more interviews absolutely yeah we'll uh yeah, if you have any suggestions for us too, um, yeah, we, there's a coach or a player you want us to talk to. Uh, yeah, let us know, um, and we we will definitely be back. You can check us out next Thursday. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, learn more about our senior pages. Uh, grab one of those before it's too late. Uh, Chris, I want to say thanks again uh, for joining me and doing this. Uh, appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And there's nothing, there's nothing you need to learn. Just do the senior sports pages. You're not going to be disappointed. Get it in there. Get your order in. So, Joe, thanks again. It's been another good week, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. He is Chris Hetler. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening.